0: Welcome back everybody. I hope you guys are doing well. I know that this episode is airing a little bit later in the week than you might be used to and we have just been a little bit behind over here. Our editor has been behind. Everything has just been behind. I think this whole year has just been behind. So we just, you know, have to go with the flow and really appreciate your patience and tuning in and for being here with us so last week i did an episode on pcos and i was diving into the four different types of pcos and i do promise that i will do a part two follow up to that and i'm going to dive into some nutrition strategies and whatnot but Today's episode was an episode that I just couldn't wait to release. I was interviewing my friend Tanya over at Canprev, and it's a really great story and a really great episode, and I just couldn't hold off on it anymore, so I wanted to make sure that we got it out as soon as possible. So before we dive into that, a few things that I want to share with you guys. So number one... You've probably seen me making all kinds of different elixirs over on Instagram and different coffees and all kinds of fun stuff, and I love to use ghee. And I've spoken about Lee's Provisions Ghee's and their teas many times in some of our episodes, and I do want to give a big apology because I may have said that you can only order if you're in Canada, and that is totally incorrect. You can order from Lee's Provisions, their amazing Tulsi teas, as well as their ghee products, even if you're in the US. They ship to both Canada and the US, which is amazing. And right now I am totally obsessed with their maple ghee. It has Canadian maple syrup in there. And if you're unfamiliar with what ghee is, it's basically butter, but the milk solids have been removed. So if you have issues with lactose, you will probably be okay with digesting ghee. Um, It's really, really delicious, and the maple ghee is so good, drizzled over your roasted veggies. I often like to put a whole cauliflower in the oven And just before I remove it, I'll just drizzle on some maple ghee and then it melts all over. And then I might sprinkle it with like some different herbs um, and some garlic and things like that or some fresh ginger. And it's so good. So the maple ghee is delicious. They have all kinds of ghee. They have their plain Jane. They've got their brown butter ghee, which is so good in coffees and elixirs. And then of course, their maple infused ghee, which is also so good in coffees and elixirs. So I love to just make an Americano and then I'll take like a little scoop of the maple ghee throw that into my coffee with a little bit of collagen powder put that all into my blender whip it up and it is so frothy and so delicious and then you're getting some really amazing healthy fats which is so awesome and so you can head on over to leesprovisions.com they ship to Canada and the US and you can save 15% off their entire site by using the code healthyhormones so that's 15% off and you're definitely going to want to stock up on some of that maple ghee especially i mean here we just had and celebrated canadian thanksgiving and i know the us thanksgiving is coming up soon so you're definitely going to want to have that product on hand for sure and then while you're at it when you are on the lee's provisions website Click on over to Cookbook at the top because my girlfriend, Lee Capatina, who runs Lee's Provisions, her new book is released. It is coming to stores end of December. It is called Eat Good Fat, and there are over 100 healthy fat-fueled recipes. And I know what it's like to write a book and to promote a book. So I definitely want to give a big shout out to Lee and the amazing accomplishment of writing her book and putting all those delicious recipes together. And I can't wait to get my hands on it. So you can head on over to leesprovisions.com. You can also head to eatgoodfatcookbook.com and uh, get your pre-order in for the Eat Good Fat book. I'm really excited for it. Okay, and then before we dive into our episode, one last thing I want to share with you that I am so pumped about, because this is a question I get all the time, is where am I getting my Siete products, which are the grain-free wraps that I use and the grain-free tortillas and the chips that we love to indulge in? And where am I getting all these amazing like low-carb, keto, paleo, Whole30 products? I love using nut pods, coffee creamers, the toasted marshmallow is so good, the pumpkin spice, the peppermint mocha. I mean, there's so many of them. I'm seriously addicted to them and so where am i getting all of this well i'm ordering it from natura market so if you are in canada you can head to naturamarket.ca, and if you are a first-time visitor of their website, you can enter the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES and save 15% off your very first order. So you can set up your very first account there, and I literally order from them pretty much every other week, and there's a ton of brands and companies that I love to order from them. I order the Primal Palette Spices, I love all the Siete products, I love the Nut Pods, like I mentioned, I get all of my Lily's sugar-free chocolates from there and just tons of awesome, awesome products that they have. Simple Mills baking ingredients and, and um, they're basically like their pre prep flours are so amazing. Their pumpkin spice muffins and their almond bread. I pretty much order all of it and they always have tons of new products on their website. So head on over to natura.market.ca, and they do only ship to Canada. So if you're a new time, first time customer use the coupon code healthy hormones and you can save 15% off your very first order. You are really going to love everything that they carry there. Um, Everything is like really, you know, whole food based unprocessed and super clean and a ton of gluten-free and grain-free and, Uh, products and all kinds of products that suit all kinds of different dietary preferences, which is really amazing. Okay, so enough about all of that. Let's dive into our episode today and it's a really special episode because we are talking with Tanya who is the co-founder of Canprev and she has been through quite the journey with breast cancer and being that it is breast cancer awareness month I really want to dedicate this episode to my aunt who we lost earlier this year in March and I haven't really been open about it and speaking about it and some of you may have heard me speak about my aunt and her journey that she's been through with breast cancer. And she was diagnosed about seven or eight years ago, give or take. And she got her breast cancer into remission and had recovered and whatnot. And within the past about year and a half, two years, her cancer had returned and it was spreading quite quickly. And uh, she had a lot of fluid buildup in her body. And she went through, I think, over 16 different surgeries in a very short amount of time and just... So much resilience and positivity and... She had quite the battle. And so it was really sad to lose her in March. And she has a daughter from her previous relationship. And then her and my uncle have their own son together. And then my uncle from his previous marriage, he has two boys. And so they have four kids. And, you know, they were together and met many years ago. And, you know, they raised their four kids together, which was so beautiful. And it was just a, gorgeous loving amazing blended family and we miss her dearly and I really want to dedicate this episode to her and to to my cousins who of course miss her so deeply and to my uncle just sending them all so so much love and it's an episode that this is why I really wanted to get it out here this week because if you're listening to this and perhaps you've been touched by somebody who has been through the breast cancer journey, whether they have been recently diagnosed or have passed away, perhaps you may have gone through this on your own and perhaps you may have a recent diagnosis of your own and you're looking for some answers and solutions. I'm really hoping that Tanya's story can really inspire you to take charge of your health. And so Tanya is a cancer survivor, a busy mother of four. She started Canprev 15 years ago to share the passion she developed for natural health during her three separate journeys with breast cancer. You can read more about Tanya's full story and you can listen to it and watch her story over on canprevwomen.ca forward slash about. And she shares some really great insights and powerful messages for any anyone struggling, with a health issue, but also seeking support to live their best life. And today I'm really honored to speak with her, and she's very open about the journey that she went through battling breast cancer on three different occasions. We dive into what that looked like from you know being diagnosed as a very young woman and what those three separate journeys look like, what she learned along the way about herself, what it really means to implement self-care, what are some of the proactive and preventative measures that women can take today and we also talk about her journey to starting her company canprev which stands for you can prevent and we love canprev over here they are a canadian company you can find their products in all health food stores across canada and i'm a big fan of their products and you've heard me speak about them often and you've probably seen me make a lot of different smoothies and shakes and elixirs with their products over on my insta stories so let's dive in to Tanya's story. Enjoy this episode. If you want to reach out to Tanya, you can find her over on Instagram at Kenprev, and you can also connect with myself at Holistic Wellness Foodie. So let's dive in. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Tanya. Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here today. Before we dive in, can you share with our audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
1: Sure, I'm Tanya Salicturo. I'm founder of Camprev Natural Health Products. It's an all Canadian company. We're based in Ontario, but we are selling our natural health products across Canada. I am 22 years married. Try to have to think about that these days. How long has it been? And four kids. And just really happy to be alive. to be here with you today, after having had breast cancer three times, that is wild. Well, that is definitely what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm, I'm really,
0: I really appreciate you being open to sharing your journey and being with me today. Because I know that there are a lot of women that are perhaps, maybe, have just received a diagnosis. Perhaps there's family history of breast cancer, so they might be thinking that that might be, you know. A diagnosis for them later in the future. So I would love it if you could dive into your journey with that. What was that like? Breast cancer three times. Your journey, your diagnosis. Yeah, give us give us a look into that.
1: Okay. Well, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes. If you're airing this podcast in October, yeah. yeah. Um, it's Thanksgiving weekend. I'm very thankful for for life. As I said, for every breath, for every step that I take, and and that's really only a result of having survived three diagnoses of breast cancer. And it starts um, it starts back when I was 19 and I was in the shower and I just felt this hard pee sort of under my nipple. And I just thought, oh, that's odd. But I did mention it to my mom. And you know moms, go see the doctor. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I was in first year university and... I was a nervous wreck and I just really wanted to get good marks. And so I put it off. I didn't go to the doctor. And then when final exams were over, several months later, my mom said, now you're going to the doctor about that little bump you've got. So Okay, okay, mom. So I was told by several doctors, I got different opinions, that after an ultrasound, which was inconclusive, you know, it's such some kind of nodule, these things kind of come and go, you're too young for breast cancer, don't worry about it. So everyone, all the doctors said, ninety-nine point nine percent sure it's not breast cancer. So I was like, okay. And they said, well, keep an eye on it. You know, keep an eye on it. And if anything changes, we'll come back. I forgot about it. Isn't that convenient? <laughs> when you're young, you don't you don't even care. Right. So, okay. Right. Just what are my goals? Let's get back to my goals here. For
0: sure. And at that age, we feel so like invincible too, right? Like that would never happen.
1: Yeah. 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 You definitely don't think of mortality and statistics or anything like that. But a year later, I had been living with some pain in that area and it was stabbing and it was intermittent and it was annoying. I could live with it, but it was really annoying. So it would interrupt my thought process or it would interrupt my day sort of. So I decided I just wanted that lump out. The biggest surgery I'd had up to that point was wisdom teeth being pulled and they were all impacted. So that wasn't fun. <laughs> but here I was just asking for surgery. It was weird. So I went and I saw a surgeon and they said, yeah, sure, we can remove that. You know, you don't really have to worry about it. But they did do a mammogram at that point, either mammogram or ultrasound, I'm not sure, but they said it had doubled in size. So that right. was a little bit scary. So it, it went from being like a dime to being like a quarter okay, fine. So they remove it and I go back a week later and I think I'm getting stitches out and my surgeon says to me, um, something I have to tell you. Uh, it's a tumor and we didn't get it all. So we need to operate again and we need to go under your arm and, and remove lymph nodes. And I had no idea what he was talking about. Oh, for sure. And at that moment, I started, you know, i, I mean, in university. Yeah, I'm inquisitive. I've got to do my research. So I had like, Ten questions immediately popping into my head, but they couldn't come out. And only garble was coming out of my mouth. And I, I couldn't understand why he couldn't understand me. And then he said, I think you're in shock. Because he kept saying, what, what? <laughs> and he said, right. I think you're in shock. And he said, why don't you go into the lobby for a while and then I calm down. So I go in the lobby and I'm sitting there and tears are starting to come down. And all of a sudden, the worst abdominal menstrual cramps Uh, just hit me right there. uh, And I I was able to say to the nurse at the desk that I need (laughs) painkiller. And so that was like so embarrassing. Um, But that just taught me a lesson of how what goes into our ears and into our minds, how that affects our body. Mm-hmm. And our immediate health, never mind our long-term health, if you have, you know, repetitive negative things coming at you. So I've never forgotten that. And, and I put a very high value on mental health. And I, I try to really understand people with mental health issues. Um, I actually like one of our products that's come out. I've told you before about it's called Adrenal Chill, and it's for anxiety. My so most of our, our health products have been for your your physical health. You know, you know, you're improving this, you're working on that, your joints, you, you know, you're working on your heart, your cardiovascular, all these things, your hormones. But this one is more about anxiety and that and that's so much your emotions and, and your mental health. Yeah, so that was the beginning. The surgeries were terrible, biopsies going forward were terrible. But after five years, um, you're considered cured. Now I had refused chemotherapy and the reason i refused it is because i had a background of homeopathic medicine from germany from my grandparents and so i understood that there were other types of medicines and mediums and modalities out there but i wasn't being told about them i was just being told like a cookie cutter you will have chemo you will have radiation you will have surgery or not in that order And then you're going to go on to a drug that we give all women who've had breast cancer of your type, which was estrogen dominant, it's called Mm -hmm. the most common type of breast cancer. And after that, you'll be on that drug for about five years. Then we have another one for two years. And after that, we have a pipeline. So good news, you will be on drugs the rest of your life to help reduce reduce your risk. (laughs) I was like, that's good news. Quote, unquote, they said, that's good news. right? And for some people, maybe it is. But for me, at age 21, I was at that time, I was like, that is not good news. And I'm going to find out what else is out there. So I went on to get an iridologist. So that's a doctor that looks in your eyes and, and looks at the tiny fine lines and can tell a lot about your health from your eyes. And she prescribed mushrooms. In the meantime, I I got married, I uh, was taking these mushrooms, and my next-door neighbor, who was a blood cancer researcher, said, so what are you taking, you know? And I said, oh, I'm taking these mushrooms. And he looked at it and he said, well, is there any research behind these? And I said, well, I don't know. It didn't come with anything. And, you know, he said, how many are you taking? I'm taking only, you know, six capsules a day. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm worried that this could actually be toxic to you. And that just blew me away because – I didn't realize the respect that you have to have for natural ingredients. Right. Um, just, you know, youth, you're just ignorant. I didn't, I didn't know that maybe, these. you know, it's in a nice bottle, it's in a nice capsule, you know, you think it's safe. So that for me was a real eye-opener about the need for safety in products. So I was starting to look for products that would make a difference in my life, that would be safe. Um that would be affordable. I started spending a lot of money on different supplements and I never felt better. I almost had flu after flu after flu. I had the, the summer colds, runny nose, sore throat. Eventually I just had sore throats all winter long. It was chronic. Every time I swallowed, all winter long. Mm. So yeah, my, my cancer returned. I felt this pain again. Gosh, it was 11 years later. I felt this pain, stabbing pain in that same spot where the lump had been removed. Right And I thought no I must be imagining this but then it came again and again and came more frequent so I called up the hospital and I said I need to see you know my oncology team my surgeon and they're like oh no you were discharged long ago no 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 I'm like you don't understand it's back and I need to do this again so the first time I was told you know you're too young the second time I was told that it can't be breast cancer because I had radiation in that area and the radiation i had accepted radiation because there wasn't a lot of information back then there was no internet <laughs> so my right. research on on chemo and radiation was actually interviewing people through the canadian cancer society people who had gone through chemo radiation and tamoxifen which is a right so i i had accepted 525 rounds of radiation and it's actually horrendous and I think it, it took a much worse toll on my body than anyone ever told me. They said, you'll just be tired. And then for the next year, that was my sickest year of my life. I was just Aww. sick, 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 sick for that whole year. So, I mean, I can't say definitively it was the radiation, but, you know, they leave the room and they, they shut this door that looks like it's 10 inches thick and crank it shut and, you know, you've got, you've got magnetic stuff protecting the rest of your body and I'm going actually maybe this is more harmful than they say it is right right <laughs> and, and there's a little panic button and there's a microphone and it's very similar to getting an mri every single day for a long time right so it was back my cancer was back i insisted on on a biopsy it was a horror, horrendous needle biopsy where they just couldn't get the samples out it was like pulling my pulling my nails out And eventually, uh, this went on for a while, and they got the samples out, they got pathology, and yes, indeed, it was the exact same cancer. I was back. But by now I had two kids, and I was homeschooling. It was very hard, hard to take, especially for my husband. Mm -hmm. But he was so cool, you know, just so supportive, just loving on me, and always has been. So I'm very grateful for that. But it, it has been a physically trying time, with all these cancers and then a couple of years later i felt the same pain again and now i've by now i've had two lumpectomies i feel the pain i'm like no this can't be it was about a year and a half to two years later i go back to my surgeon and they said no 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 Third time, they're telling me, no, don't worry. It's not breast cancer because you still have a lot of scarring in there. It hasn't been that long. The scars are moving and changing. It's probably just scar tissue. And I'm like, you don't understand. This is a stabbing, sharp pain. It's the same same thing I've had twice before. So, you know, either I'm insane <laughs> <laughs> right. or it's breast cancer and it was breast cancer. And, and this is where you have to start to really listen to your body and then push for your own case. Be your own advocate take ownership of your health. I've learned the hard way. Because at that time, the third time my cancer came back, they told me to go home and let it sit for six months because the mammogram was not detecting it. Huh. So mammograms can have what's called a false negative. right? tell you that nothing's there when maybe it's not picking it up. So it's great in many instances, but Not in all instances, (laughs) nothing's foolproof, unfortunately. So now I actually do what's called thermography.
0: Right. I was just about
1: to ask you about that. (laughs) But that's, I guess that's another topic. Um, But just to wrap up on that third time. So I waited six months for my tumor to grow because they thought it wasn't a tumor and I knew it was a tumor. Can you imagine waiting six months with cancer growing in you, waiting for it to get bigger? Right. Which means it might be metastasizing, which means spreading. Yep. So it was a real mental toll, a stressful toll on my body, my mind, my emotions, everything. Every time that pain would stab me, it would wake me in the night. Here I had two kids and I'm waking up all night with this stabbing pain. So it really was the worst time of my life. And and we'll we'll get more into that probably. (laughs) Um, But after six months... I went back and I said, you know, I had asked you six months ago for an MRI, which would pick up something smaller. And I'm here six months later, and I think it is bigger. And I've decided I want a mastectomy. Um, the doctor said, but you might not even have breast cancer. I said, I know, I don't care. I've, I've had it. I can't deal with having this troublesome <laughs> breast anymore. Just right. I, can't, I can't live with this anymore. So I had brought it up to my husband you know i had been silent for six months not letting him know about my pain for six months because i thought was the point i just i have to go through the six months and wait and he had said honey breast or no breast i just want you to be healthy right and you know of course i was crying <laughs> <For sure. laughs> to have that kind of support at that time was amazing so then my surgeon says to me well if you want to mastectomy i think we should do an mri so i know what i'm dealing with so, Okay. So well, I wanted that six months ago, but you know, right. it would cost, cost healthcare some money. And I was told it was low risk at that time, even though i had breast cancer a couple times before. Right. So uh, we saved the healthcare money at that time, but then I had to have an even bigger surgery because now the MRI showed that I had two tumors, not just one, but wow. two. So um, a mastectomy uh, for me was very, very invasive Because what they do is they literally have to scrape any bit of fat tissues and it kind of felt like they scraped me from the middle of my chest right all the way around and they went back into my arm. They took out more lymph nodes uh, than they took out the first time about 13 years before because my lymph nodes had grown back. And that's a great thing because it shows that the body has such a resilience. Yes. So your lymph nodes, you know, they're carrying, there's, there are these amazing waterways through your body and they're helping to flush toxins. And mine had been removed in my first diagnosis of breast cancer. And here I had removed 13 and now there were seven new ones there. Wow. That they had to remove. So it meant more surgery and it meant my arm was sewn down so tightly after I couldn't lift my arm up. Now, I'm going to show you some uh, yeah. <laughs> lifting my arms up over my head. Amazing. Um, so the body can, can bounce back in so many ways, and we have to be optimistic and we have to believe in ourselves, believe in our body's ability to heal, believe in nutrition. And we have to work with our doctors and we have to sometimes take a buddy with us to our doctor to make sure we're heard, to make sure all our questions get answered and to have that support. If you're not a really strong person, which most of us, when we get to the doctor, we aren't. We just kind of mouth and say, okay. Right, <laughs> okay. right. <laughs> yeah, we need to stand up for ourselves.
0: Right. We need to become our own advocates for sure. It's so important. That's a wild story and I I so appreciate you sharing that and I know there's so many women in our community today that that really appreciate that. Did you ever go through like did you ever blame yourself? This is something that I've been in conversation with with I mean my aunt passed away earlier this year in March from breast cancer and she went through mm. quite the journey and I remember mm. about 8ish years ago when she first had her diagnosis and we were we were sitting in this restaurant having a conversation and I remember her like blaming herself like how like i did i did this to myself like did you ever have that conversation with yourself of like how like what did i do for this to happen
1: well i think a lot of us when we're sick we second guess ourselves and you know i I went through every possibility like how could i've gotten this how could i've gotten breast cancer at such a young age um, it's not. It's not in our family in that my grandmother had it way in her eighties, and and that's not considered um, a genetic type of cancer, right? That I might have got through DNA. So um, essentially, there's no breast cancer anywhere in my family. So of course, I'm looking to myself. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, right. did you eat that unhealthily? And the truth is, when I look back, we didn't know any better. You know, it was. Yeah. I was eating a lot of. Um, I guess a lot of white rice, say, a lot of white potatoes. Um, my Caribbean side is rice, and my German side is potatoes. Right. And um, vegetables are always overcooked. That's just the way it was. So, like, you, there's almost I don't know how many nutrients are left in them. <laughs> right. When when everything's overcooked, um, of red meat, and so you beat yourself up. You know, oh, if I had done this, if I had eaten that, of and, course. But, you know, some things are cultural. It's not your fault. Yep. And then, you know, I would think about, I asked my doctor, is it? Is it the water? Is it the water here in Toronto? Like, is, is that why I got breast cancer? And she's mm. like, oh, well, there's so many pollution factors. And, yeah, you know, later we learn more about electromagnetic radiation, which we know a lot more about now. Right. But what I would never thought about was stress and maybe how that was contributing and my parents separated when I was 12 and I was kind of an internalizer so put on that smiley face try to keep everyone cheery and happy around and internalized great great sorrow from age 12 to when I got my diagnosis at 21 of breast cancer you know those it was a lot of sorrow a lot of internalizing built-up sorrow and on top of that, I had this pressure I put on myself, nobody put it on me, that I had to be the first person in my family to go to university. Right. So starting in grade 11, I knew every mark would then count towards, do I get into university? So starting in grade 11, I had diarrhea nearly every single day because I was so nervous. Right. How are you absorbing your, absorbing your nutrients if you're having diarrhea every day? for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's that. And then, then I think back to my mom, you know, she weighed less fully pregnant with me than before the pregnancy because she couldn't keep food down. And so she was completely depleted of her minerals and her vitamins. And then she gave birth to this baby. And I don't think I was terribly um, rich in my nutrients either right. at birth. And then it started to show up from young i had pneumonia i had pleurisy i had ear infections right. at age 11 i had mononucleosis and so you just think of the package of all these things that may have contributed yeah but then my cancer was actually estrogen dominant mm-hmm. so that means it's actually a hormone it feeds on excess estrogens it's a hormone related disease so what does that have to do with all the food and the stress and all those other excuses, the water, you know, my mom's, you know, nutrition, my, my daily diet, like why do I have a hormonal related cancer? And, and nobody explained any of that to me till much, much later uh, when we, when we were launching Canprev and I started to understand that I need to get rid of the excess estrogen in my body and I'm not going to do it with drugs, but, I found out that I could actually do this with natural products, with natural roots and herbs and vitamins. And I was hopeful. Yeah. And um, if I can give an example that's a little more concrete of how I started to really believe that I could do this and do it naturally and and mitigate my risk, I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But I know I've mitigated my risk up to now and have really done that in the last year's is by supporting my liver because it's your liver that helps you to get rid of to metabolize and and then eventually you're going to excrete these um building up hormones in your body right you know whether it's from animals are being fed you know the fish like you know, the plastics you know all these ways that you can get fake estrogens and real estrogens yeah i I decided with my husband that we were going to start this company. We were going to we were going to get supplements that would be designed by naturopathic doctors. We were going to get products that are going to help my health, help me get stronger, and in the process, help our family get stronger. And eventually, we didn't know this, but the whole country yeah, <laughs> it's gone <laughs> countrywide. Amazing. So, um, so CanPrep stands for you can prevent. So CANprev. and. That's what I hope. You know, every day there's all these diagnoses of breast cancer and, you know, if I can prevent one woman, um, if I can help one woman not get breast cancer, even men, um, right now it's one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in her lifetime. In Canada this year, we will have, say in a calendar year, we will have 220 men diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. And. There are ways. So, how do you reduce this estrogen? Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I know you talk yeah. about that a lot. Oh, um, but what I'll give a quick story of how I got this new naturopath and he said he was going to do all kinds of tests on me mm-hmm. before he starts prescribing. And I thought, okay, that's great. So we'll have a baseline where I'm at. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt
0: you, but can I get just like a clarification on timeline? Was this after the mm-hmm. third, your third yes.
1: diagnosis? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay so awesome. this testing on my blood and my hair with this naturopathic doctor started just before we started our company. Camber. Got it. Got it. And so he did hair analysis or he had the hair sent out and tested and so convened, to get the results. And he said, um, some bad news. You have toxic buildup in your body. You have toxins. And I said, what? I'm so clean. <laughs> Nobody's clean anymore, unfortunately, especially if you live in a big city. For sure. So he said, you have copper, silver and barium. You have these elements at very toxic levels in your body. And if you do not decrease these into the normal range, you are at high risk for MS, multiple sclerosis. Well, I nearly fell on the floor. I have had breast cancers. This, I really don't need this. And then I pulled out of my purse our first Camfrev product. I didn't tell him it was ours. And I said, well, take a look at this and tell me what you think. So it's a multivitamin, but it's also a multi-antioxidant. So it's anti-aging, it has detoxifying effects, but it's got your multivitamin too. 31 ingredients. So I showed it to him and it's got a, the label was quite nice at the time. And he looked at it really closely and put on his glasses and he started staring at it really intently. He said, (laughs) there is nothing like this on the Canadian market. I think you should take it, he says. And he says, where did you get this? I said, actually, it's, my company I'm starting. And he says, well, okay, you're going to take this for six months and come back and we're going to do another hair analysis. So that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Took my immuno multi, it's called immuno, like, you know, immune system, immuno multi. So I took my immuno multi every day and in six months I went back, had the hair analysis, went in for the results and he says, great news. But some bad news. I said, okay, what is it? He says, okay, great news is your toxins, copper, silver, and barium, are way down. Bad news is they're only halfway to where they need to be. So you got to keep working on detoxifying. So I thought this was great. Mm-hmm. This is great. I'm For halfway sure. there in six months. And all I had to do was <laughs> take this great supplement, which clearly meant that my body was missing things. My body needed to do certain things. Right. Right. And it was figuring out a way now to metabolize and get rid of those toxins. So at that point, I said to him, well, um, we have this product, a new one called Healthy Hormones. And he took a look at it. And it's all about liver detoxification yep. to get rid of excess estrogen because I didn't want to take all the drugs. So had our doctors help me. Well, they designed it. And, um, so he says, okay, take both of these for the next six months, come back and we'll do your hair analysis again. So six months later, I've been very, very religious in taking my uh, healthy hormones and immuno multi and we do the hair analysis. And he says, great news. It's all in the normal range. All of your toxins are normal. Amazing. So, um, wanted to throw a party. Of course. <laughs> but but um, not allowed to drink too much alcohol these days. <laughs> not if you're a cancer survivor, you shouldn't be drinking. Anyway, no one should drink too much alcohol, but I wanted right, right. to just like champagne. Let's cuddle some champagne. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, that was really exciting for me because it was on paper and it was tangible. And those were the two things that I had changed about my life. Yep. You know, taking those two products. So there you go. It works <laughs> at, that's, at least for me.
0: That's fantastic. fantastic! Yeah, the Healthy Hormones is a product that I we recommend a lot to our community, and we have a lot of our one-to-one clients on that as well. And it's a really beautiful blend: indole three carbonyl, your B six, magnesium, chaseberry, black cohosh, vitamin D. Yeah, it is really, really good. So. That's a wonderful formulation that you guys have there.
1: Thank so, you. well, thanks for supporting us. We really appreciate that. Of guys.
0: course, my pleasure, my pleasure. And so, in terms of like when you founded Canprev, was that driven from your experience, I'm assuming, and everything that you went through and you decided like how old were you when you decided like this is what we're doing, we're creating the supplement company?
1: Oh gosh, well, it was 2005. And since I was born in 1970, <laughs> I was 35 at the time and immediately became very unpopular with my family. Why are you starting this company? Why are you risking your savings? Yeah. Why, why, why? Don't, 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 don't. Mm-hmm. So it was all naysayers. The entrepreneurial journey. Yes.
0: That's what it looks
1: like. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're so excited and then people want to squash your dream and yet they only have your best interest at heart of course they're just worried for you they just yes. want to keep you safe they're like you know what you guys have health benefits what are you doing <laughs> and we still don't uh have health benefits but that's okay <laughs> <Yeah. Same. laughs> um so that was 2005 and we are now celebrating 15 years of Press.
0: amazing congratulations
1: it is a milestone, but even better for me personally, it's 15 years of being cancer-free, 15 years since my mastectomy.
0: That's wonderful. Congratulations on that. That's amazing. You're a huge inspiration for so many women and I uh, just really acknowledge you for sharing sharing your story with us today. Um, I have a few more questions I want to dive into before before we finish off. So for the woman that might be listening today that maybe just received a diagnosis, what mm. sort of advice would you, would you give to her?
1: Well, doing your research today is so much easier than it was for me when it was, there was no internet. I literally was going into a library saying to a librarian, what have you got on chemotherapy? Right. Um, and definitely chemotherapy. I, I've seen it work for people. Um, I've seen radiation work for people. And I think it really depends on the circumstance, you know, the stage of cancer you're at and, Um, Just to elaborate on that for a bit. So there's generally five stages of cancer. And if you happen to be stumbling upon something in your body, you want to catch it early. You want to get diagnosed early. You want to make sure it's nothing, hopefully, and that if it is something, you've caught it early so it can be dealt with and be done. So if you're in the early stages, mine was an early stage every time, even though it was paining, most breast cancers seem to sneak up on you. They don't really pain until you've noticed something really big. So don't let things sneak up on you. Try for early detection, meaning just take general control of your breasts. Make sure you are checking them every month, all around, under, behind the nipple, everywhere, all the tissue going up the chest towards your neck and under your arm towards your arm, that whole big, huge, I call it like a rectangle going horizontally across your body. And know know your lumps and your bumps and when you're suspicious of something go get it checked out so I went to my doctor that very first time and I said I have a lump I want you to see if you can find it because I was 19 and I was spunky so I wasn't gonna tell her where it was and she says okay lie down so lie down and she goes around and around and around she knew which breast it was I think she goes around and around and around she checks both sides and then she pats me on the arm and says you're fine Huh. there's nothing there nothing there and I said oh can I show you where I feel it she didn't even ask me where I felt it she just right. said fine. so she, she says, okay you can show me where you feel it. so I sit up I lean forward and I put her hand sort of underneath and she says oh yeah I feel something so if it wasn't me detecting it she certainly wasn't going to Right. And doctors are human and some are more experienced with breast exams and some are less experienced with breast exams. So you got to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it's nice if you can, they can do it for you too cuz then that's two of you checking. Right. You know, go f- go for an annual physical, get it done. And but generally, you got to take your health into your own hands. Yep. Take your breast literally into <laughs> your own yes, For like, sure, my yes. daughter hates it. She's eighteen. She's like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, honey, just you got to do this. So yeah, <laughs> once a month. So I check in on her about once a month, and sometimes she'll be like, Well, I don't want to give details, but anyway, um, she knows it's important, and and I want every every woman out there to know it's it's so important. Don't be afraid. Just dive in there and learn your body.
0: That's so important. I love that message. Very, really powerful message too. So what are some of your best prevention strategies? If you have to maybe list, I mean, there's probably plenty of them, but yeah, if you could give us a list of what some of those would look like.
1: Okay. Um well for me personally and you know, practically, I, I'm I'm very physical. I need to get out my energy. I actually sleep better when I When I exercise. (laughs) And a lot of people say they don't sleep well. I'm like, well, do you exercise? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not for everybody, but it does work for a lot of people. So right now, I really try to get into nature almost every day. Um, If you can find a park, even a bush. (laughs) Sometimes I just, you know, there's a tree nearby. I go, I actually feel the bark. Um, If there's a bush, I will actually, you know, evergreens, you run your hand along the evergreen, the Pine needles and it's smooth and it's green and you take a nice deep sniff. <laughs> nature for me is just—it's it, such a great way to relieve stress, feel better after, do some deep breathing in nature. And a study came out recently that really made me feel good because it said that if you get into nature and you actually smell the forest, your body literally gets an immune boost. Mm, I love that. So. You don't need as many um, immune boosters in terms of supplements. You can yeah. go into the forest every, you know, however often and and get your dose, get your dose of forest medicine. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't that. get more natural than that. Seriously. <laughs> but I was asked recently um, on another interview, um, what is the most important contributor to health? And then they listed four things. And um, if I remember correctly, um, I wrote them down. So, think it was number one. Okay. You're going to choose out of these four things. One, nutrition, Mm -hmm. two, happiness, Mm. three, exercise, and four, sleep. Mm. What is the biggest contributing factor to your health? I didn't even blink. I just said, happiness. Happiness. Yeah. And she says, I have interviewed so many people and asked them all this question. You are the very first person to say happiness. Mm. And I was just so floored because to me it was so obvious. Yeah. And I wouldn't have said that years ago. I think years ago I would have said probably uh, nutrition, sleep, right, and exercise. <laughs> yep, in one of those orders, and definitely water. Throw water in there. Yep. Uh, number one is water above all that. But I've learned over time that health is physical, but health is mental. So mental health and my respect for mental health has gone way up. I think you know with life experience you realize that physical health is only half of how healthy you are absolutely how healthy is your mind your emotions your soul that's all the whole other side of health and so i put that that happiness the joy the contentment the peace i put that all above all these physical things which are so important as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now that we're in a pandemic and a, a year ago i was touring canada and and the designer disease was anxiety not that we want it. But that's just what everyone was on, anti-anxiety medication, even kids. Mm-hmm. I was stunned to find out how many teenagers are on anti-anxiety medication. And now, now it's a pandemic. Can you oh, imagine the prescriptions, how they're going up? Yep. And I'm hearing about teens who are really struggling with this. They're struggling with a social issue. They're struggling with trying to learn online. Um, they're actually afraid to leave their home now. Yep. So we need to work on the happiness, joy, peace, contentment part. We need to work on that more. We need to help our teens through it, our kids through it, our neighbors through it, our mature, elderly, wise old folks. We need to help them through it. But firstly, we need to help ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're miserable, how are you going to help everyone else? Of course. And you're going to bring yourself down. You're going to bring your health down. And you're going to bring everyone else's joy and health down around you. Mm -hmm. It's so true. So, Self-care has been a huge theme for our women's line of supplements. It's called Camp Rev Women. Yes. they can see camprevwomen.ca and and there's a lot of self-help tips in there. There's even some charts you can fill out and get to know where you're at. There's also the hormone quiz that you and I worked on earlier. I yep. can take a hormone quiz to see and it's gonna ask questions that are both physical and mental. And then it, it gets to you, gets to where you're at with your hormones and how you can support that to get healthier. Amazing. Yeah, so self-care is is really important and I encourage folks to to be what's called um, a human being first, mm-hmm. not human giver first. Mm-hmm. Because when I first heard that term, human giver syndrome, I thought, oh, that's me. Yeah, I'm so giving. And then I realized as I read on about what the human giver syndrome is, is that you are forgetting your humanity as a human being mm-hmm. first yes, and taking care of yourself as a human being first. And my colleague, she always talks about the human doers. Yes, that's what I always doing? say. Yeah. <laughs> are you uh, a human doing versus a human being? And I'm like, oh yeah, I was a human doing for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older and people become more dependent on, on you, you become the human giver. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm going to be a human being first. And I'm going to take care of being, mm-hmm. and then I'll be the giver and I'll be the doer.
0: I love that. That's really beautiful. So my last question before I let you go is, you know, what did you learn about yourself throughout your experience?
1: Wow. <laughs> But didn't I learn? I learned that I knew nothing. (laughs) Um, I learned that, I guess, one thing I've learned, and I learned this from my mom, actually, um, to put it into actual words. At age 80, I said to her mom, what have you learned, you know, in 80 years of life? And she said, I've learned that change is inevitable. And if you can accept that change is inevitable, and you don't fight your reality, and you make the best of your situation and if you can even make yourself smile and laugh a little bit through it then you've learned a powerful lesson and here we are in a pandemic and everything has changed and we don't know when things might ever look like they ever did before right so yes it's scary and yes it's sad but are you going to let this bring you to the end of your rope try not to (laughs) try to um even practically speaking, you know watch some funny videos right laugh yes. have joy. I have this little sticky note in my bathroom. It says "You're beautiful inside and out and it says smile I love it And you know a smile a smile and a light within you will light up someone else's day too. And when I remember to smile and my face physically smiles, my soul feels better For I sure. feel better. And then it's like a a little healthy dose of medicine. Absolutely. That's
0: awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Our listeners can head on over to canprev.ca and they can also follow Canprev over on Instagram at CAMPREV. And you guys post lots of great information there. And like Tanya said, you know, you can find CAMPREV products across Canada for our US listeners. I know they're always asking, how do I get CAMPREV? But you could always order from different online stores like Nature Source or Natural Nutrition, and they all do ship to the US. So yeah, thank you so much, Tanya.
1: Thanks for having me. And I'm always reachable at camprev.ca. If someone has health concerns, I get those kind of letters. I'm living off grid, but I'm not out of touch. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, be in touch and don't be a stranger, Sam.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us today. And we'll connect real soon. Take care. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really hope you enjoyed my interview with Tanya, and I really hope that her story inspired you to take action to better your health and your wellness and be really proactive with your self-care and your hormones. And you can learn more about Tanya's story and watch it over on canprevwomen.ca forward slash about. And perhaps there is a woman in your life that you might want to share this episode with. You can connect with Canprev over on Instagram at Canprev as well as their website canprep.ca and the products that tanya mentioned on today's episode immuno as well as healthy hormones two fantastic products and of course i love their Myco 10 mushroom product you can find those products in all health food stores across canada If you're in the U.S. and want to get your hands on those products, you can head on over to naturesource.com or naturalnutrition.com and you can order off of those websites. Thanks again for being with us today. And don't forget to get your savings on over at naturamarket.ca if you are a first-time customer. Use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES for 15% off. And also head on over to leesprovisions.com for your 15% off coupon code. Again, that's Healthy Hormones on both websites and both 15% off. And if you are ordering from any of the podcast sponsors that we share on our podcast, let me know, tag me over on Instagram. Let me know what you're ordering. Let me know what you're trying. I always love to connect with you guys and see what you're up to and see what products you're implementing into your everyday lifestyle. Thanks for tuning in. I'll chat with you all next week. Take care.